<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TV Toycast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, it is episode 88-0. Are you ready to talk some toys? I am, uh, but I'm, I'm also bad, ready for... I'm a bad boy and this show's over. Actually, oh, that's not true. <laughs> oh, but we're talking about the bad boys today, man. I had to throw that out there. No, I, I'm excited to, to talk about bad boys. It was, uh, I would say, other than series one of, of Bone Crunchers, it was the most popular line of Bone Crunchers based off of the the talent that uh, was in it. I think this is the line that made Bone Crunchers like a big deal and like th at this point because the first few waves were not very good as far as figure quality these were a lot better had some of the characters we had been wanting for a while this was like the wave I felt like when it like it took off and everyone was all in on the line do you not agree yes and that's when people were like oh let me you know start backfilling um and wasn't this the line that uh like came out, like, after the Slammers. Like, they tried to move over to Slammers, and then this line came out. Like, there was a, a long delay. or I, I know there was a... They tried to switch from Bone Crunchers to the Slammers or the Stomp, and that didn't work, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, Bone Crunchers came back. So I, I think Slammers was a little bit after this, but I do... Because I remember Series 1 of Slammers was all kind of, like guys we had seen before. Yes. And then series two had like the Patriot and Ta uh, Takamichinoku. And, and dude love, wasn't it? Yeah. And dude love and Kane. And yeah. that was like the debut Kane. And that was the only one I bought because I was like, well, I have to get Kane. Like, and it was a great figure, especially for a BCA. Right. But yeah, I, I do remember that. Cause then I think the lull came with series six. Cause that's where they had like the double J and, the new Owen Hart, like the Black Hart Owen Hart, and that's what it was. Yeah. And Steve Blackman yes. and Marvelous Mark. Yes, you're right. You're right. So we're not quite at the Bone Crunchers vanishing, but we're we're, we're close. See, and which is crazy with how how popular this line, this specific series is. Not the line, but just yeah, like series four. See, and that's what's funny. We could do this entire show just on jacks, and we would still be, like, at 80 episodes. You know, because I, I completely forgot about the Slammers until you brought them up. I'm like, oh, yeah, they did do a few waves of that. Because jacks had so many random waves of figures for WWE at the time. Yeah, and, like, I remember Slammers just being, like, oh, well, I'm not going to get these because they don't match up with... Like, they're not my bone crunchers, and because they were a little bit different. I think the uh, they were hard plastic. They yes. were it was like a jumbo size Hasbro essentially because they had to 
fit the mechanism in the chest or whatever they were going to do. So they, they were like a hard plastic. Which is interesting because, you know, I, I go back to Hasbro. Hasbro's are an enigma in general because I've heard some people complaining about some of these newer companies not having actions in their figures, like like Zombie and, you know, I'm sure Rush and some of these other companies, or Chella. And to me, like, that's never been a big deal um, because I didn't play like that as a kid, right? I didn't. Right. I've said it before, I didn't pull Jake's arm back to do the punch. Um, you I just put his hand up and punched him, essentially, if yeah. you were going to do that. Yeah, I don't remember kids. I don't remember too many kids doing that, but that was just always kind of a feature of the commercials. So when these BCAs came out, like that was not a necessary thing for me to, to have that. But apparently like they thought that that was a a thing. Like I know, like I said, I had Kane because you know, it's Kane. You can't not get Kane, but he actually had the, uh, the arm up and down and it kind of worked for the choke slam, you know, cause that was one of the things he did obviously, but it's like, right. No, I didn't do that. I still just made the whole, motion as I was playing with it. So Right. I was the same way. I don't know. Very interesting. It's always interesting to see how these toy lines, how they think and what's necessary, what's not necessary. And I think it's a classic case of you just can't please everybody. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um so obviously we're talking about Jack's bone crunching series for the bad boys in our main event. Uh last week was Nerf man. A lot of people seem to enjoy that episode. Uh again, you know, not when I, I think when me and you embarked on this venture, I didn't really expect to dive into like board games or stuff like that. But you know, we're not calling it the TB action figure cast; it's the TB toy cast. So right. I think it's cool to dive into just random toys that you know we all remember, but not like like the Viewmaster. I think that was the episode I feel like that we had that kind of kickstarted this of just random fun stuff that to talk about. It was, and that's the thing, like, granted, the the vast majority and high percentage of our toys uh, and boy toys were action figures, but everybody still had other toys, you know, that's why we've covered Nerf and some board games and even, you know, like Nintendo, because when you weren't playing with toys, you were playing a Nintendo or playing a video game. Yeah. Like, I mean... I, I know it's a stretch, but I think I think we should cover videos and VHSs at, at, at one point. Like, you know, we've talked about, or like video rentals, like, you know, talk about those stories. Because that's really what this is about. It's about it's nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah, like, I know a lot of people remember going to their hometown video store and renting a video game or going to Blockbuster, whatever you had. And, you know, hey, I remember... You know, a lot of times renting, seeing that new release of that one video that you didn't get to go see in the theater, and it's been a year and a half. Like, it's all nostalgia. And I I feel like that encompasses, you know, a lot of uh, what our uh, show is about. Well, and even to this day, I'm very nostalgic for classic movie, like, artwork, right? Like... To this day, I have never seen the movie Hellraiser, but I remember being in the video store and seeing like the cover with Pinhead and thinking like, that, yeah. that's the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life. You know what I mean? Like as a kid. So there's something to that, right? I remember, you know, you, as soon as you brought up v- VHS tapes, the first thing that popped in my mind were the Power Ranger VHS tapes. 
and yeah. the Green with Evil miniseries. And I remember my local video store had Volume One and Volume Three, oddly enough, and and a couple of other random tapes. And I was just like, man, those are so cool. Like, I want to rent these. And you know, as again, as a kid, you know, if Power Rangers wasn't on television. There's no other way to watch it. But you can rent the videos, and to me, like there, there's something very nostalgic about that. Wrestling tapes as well, um, yeah. Renting Nintendo games, Sega games, Super Nintendo, all the way up. Like there was something so much. There's something so fun about the video store as an outing. It's really kind of sad that that's gone away. I I think so as well because you know it it you've kind of got that transition of like when it when it came up and it's like. First, you start going with your your parents, right. and then uh, it's like then you get older and like sixteen or eighteen or however old you had to be to get a a membership card. Like then you got your own membership card, and it's like, oh, you mean I can rent whatever I want to rent right now? Mm-hmm. Like it? It's like we talked about like Toys R Us. You know, you were at you could only go to Toys R Us when you you could go with your parents, but then when you yeah. start driving. It's like, wait, I can, I can go to Toys R Us at any time. Right. It's the same thing with the video store. Really, oh, you know, I've got my own money, little bit of money. I'm going to rent two games, and then you figure out like, probably shouldn't have done that because I don't have enough time to beat one game in right. 24 hours, let alone two games. But that's a lesson that you learn from from the video store. Oh, man, I remember when I lived in Missouri when I was trained to be a wrestler, there was a video store there called Movie Gallery. And it was the che- it was really the only – there was two video stores in town. This was like the main one, and they did um, new releases, $2 for one night, which was amazing for a group of guys that couldn't afford cable. You know what I mean? So Right. So we would oftentimes we'd go down there and like I would rent a movie, my buddy would rent a movie, and another guy would rent a movie, and then we'd kind of tell each other like, "Hey, how was it? Uh, it wasn't very good. Okay, I'll check this one out, or I'll check that one out." And like that was like my last movie rental experience. And I remember Redbox not too long after showed up at the Walmart that you know was in our town, and it was like, "Ooh, Redbox, dude! I despise everything that Redbox is now." But at the time, it seemed like a good thing. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, oh, how convenient. You can just – you can return it whenever you want to. You can rent it whenever you want to. But ultimately, it kind of killed the video industry, which was kind of dying anyway with uh, Netflix and other things kind of coming up. Yeah. Uh, little known fact. I have never rented from a Redbox. So I – here's why I dislike Redbox, if people care to know, which, I mean – I hope you do. <laughs> if you're talking. listening, we hope you do. Yeah, because I'm already talking about it. Um, I one time returned a movie at a red box at twelve at midnight in like 22 seconds, as the time code it gave me, and because of that, they charged me an extra day. Because it was after Stupid. it was after midnight, and on on multiple occasions, I've rented stuff, and um, the disc was scratched and it wouldn't work. That doesn't surprise me. Like, there's no quality control, and yeah. then you've got that, like, you've got the return thing, which was very similar to, like, putting your CD or into your CD player, and it's like, what are the odds of this getting scratched? Or it's in an envelope. Um, yeah. Well, our our red box was, 
uh, in between the entrance and the drive-through at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Like you, you like it was probably the most dangerous place to put it at McDonald's because you had to walk through the drive-through line to get to the red box, which made no sense to me. But like that was where it was at, and I was just like, you know what? It's just not not worth it for me. And then I just like forgot about it and I hadn't thought about Redbox until you brought it up. But yeah, I have never never rented from Redbox. So uh, I, I I must be one of those Gen X, Gen Z people. It's like I I only go to the video store, which is true because I, I probably really do only go to the video store. Yeah, I think it's it's a thing of like we, we miss the good old days, quote unquote. And, you know, you bring it up getting like your own you kind of like you're getting your driver's license. You're able to go to the video store. You're able to go to Toys R Us, even the comic book store. Um, all these places that make make it fun to kind of be like a an adult child, I guess, to say. And, and I don't know, man. It's just those those were, those were times I definitely enjoyed. And I think that's what this podcast is about. And I think that's what's cool to to do a deep dive on Nerf or Viewmaster or Nickelodeon Gak, some of this random stuff because. Hey man, it's part of the childhood, right? Hundred percent. I yeah, it is, and that's you know when when you're frustrated, that's what you look back on as as the good times. For sure, for sure. The simpler times, if you will. Yes, exactly. The simpler times. Uh, so we're going to dive into Jack's Bone Crunching Action Series for the Bad Boys in our main event. Um, we're kind of going away now that we're into 2023 from like. What has us excited? What we're finding on the pegs? And it'll kind of be a multitude of things. So we're just going to discuss kind of freely what we want to discuss. And uh, I'll start off with this just because I thought this was awesome. Uh, Hastel Toys, who's doing the new retro line of grapplers and gimmicks. You know, we already know he's got uh, Smoke Train, Charles Wright, a.k.a. The Godfather, going to be coming up soon. Looks like he's already signed Tatanka and Carlito. But he announced uh, on New Year's Day... um, Ahmed Johnson, a.k.a. Tony Norris, which is what the box will say, but it's Ahmed Johnson, man. Like, he was, to me, Ahmed was amazing in 96. He was absolutely one of my favorites. Something about the uh, the four sets of knee pads and the music, the look. I mean, this dude was amazing, right? I was a huge Ahmed Johnson fan, and I will be getting this. I haven't bought a retro in, I can't tell you how long, uh, Danhausen, I think, was the last one. But I am 100% getting a Tony Norris, Ahmed Johnson. Like th- Speaking of Bone Crunchers, that was his last figure. It has been that long since, was it BCA 2? 3, yeah. 3, yeah. Wow. Like, yes. Did I mean, and that's what's weird is he kind of left before he even really had a run, right? I mean, like he did, but it was like very short. And yeah, I mean, he had the BCA Series 3 and then he had um, he had the Stomp figure, remember, with the chainsaw? Yeah, and they re-released that BCA a handful of times right. because it was just like – Oh, we're going to throw him in the special edition or yeah. best of or signature series. I feel like him and like, Farouk had some sort of two pack, which makes sense. 
Oh yeah, they I they had to have something. But that but, was a great figure because they used all new parts on that. And you know, yeah. at the time, I didn't appreciate that. But looking back on it, that was really cool. And his arms were kind of like curled to where you could do the Pearl River like, plunge. The Pearl River plunge, yeah. So uh, I'm 100 percent in on uh, Big T, Tony Norris, Ahmed Johnson, whatever you, you want to call. But like this is this is one out of the near hundreds that have been released that I'm excited for. Um, yeah. Well, he fits in the Hasbro era. I know he was a little after the Hasbro era, but like he's still new. Not by much. Not by much. Not no. by much. Yeah. So I, I'm all I'm all in because like you know even the first series of Bone Crunchers were, I mean they were already outdated. The you know Hall and Nash were already or Diesel and Razor were already at the NWO. So well, and then Warrior like, was already gone when his came out. You know, right? It didn't last long. So yeah, so, Ahmed was actually that series three too. Like, we'll, and we'll touch on that at some point. But series three was awesome too because like Mankind, Bulldog, Ahmed, like those are guys where it's like, ooh, awesome. Like these guys need to have figures, and they, and that's when they they first really started getting good, in my opinion, was around yes. series three, series four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to dive into all that. That's going to be a lot of fun. But yeah, man, um, it's funny because when Grapplers and Gimmicks was announced. And I know that you're kind of – I feel like you're having – our buddy Al Day from the, the Tots, Too Old for This Stuff podcast, talks about figure fatigue. I feel like you definitely have that with retros. Do you not agree? Uh, I am 100% in figure fatigue with retros. Um, I think it's an overwhelming thing and – uh, the reason for that is within the last year, uh, it's funny because I think I sent you the email. I got an award for being a top downloader on Colts 3D, which is a, a 3D print site where you can get uh, files for your yeah. 3D printer. So within the last almost one calendar year, um, I've, I've been able to openly have any WWF Hasbro and or mix of it, as well as every release that has been released by a third party from, well, there's just too many to name. And I think it's just too much of a good thing, if that makes sense. Sure. Because, like, I can print any one that I want, I can buy any one, and it's like, oh, my gosh. And it's just like, you know, we, we did our own customs that, that we were working on, a figures that, that we did a year ago with... Uh, you know, Gooker and the Turtles and Arachna uh, Man. So there were, you know, it, it, too much, too much, uh, and and I think I did. I just was like, oh, I'm done. I want. I'm going to sound like Jeff Toon. Give me something other than a retro. How about a seven inch figure because it's yeah. different. Well, and I think that's also it. Could be why I got into. Uh you know, vintage Ninja Turtles or Marvel or, you know, something else I'm diving into, which I'll dive into in a second. It's because it's like, okay, I'm done. Give me something else. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's weird 
not that I'm done because I I just got all mentioned and I got Jeff Jarrett in this 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 past week and he actually came in on New Year's Eve. So it was officially my last figure of 2022. And that thing's amazing from from Zombie. Like it, it's absolutely incredible. Um but I again kind of like what you're saying, I think sometimes it's it's kind of always the same and it's like okay, like now what? Right? Like Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of why, like, me and you both took to superpowers, right? Like, when those hit, like, ooh, something new, something different. Like, this is fun. And I think collectors will collect. That's the big thing that I've I've learned is we're going to collect because that's what we do. But at times yes. it, it kind of gets like, okay, I want something else. Like, this is cool, but, like, give me something else. And, and you know, I felt like that way, like, Marvel Legends. I've loved Marvel Legends, but I kind of got to the point where I'm like, I don't need anyone else, you know? Like, right? There's not. They're not not making anybody that's like got me excited, so I'm gonna bow out. Right, and you know something. I know that you've uh, you you've got a big uh, drop that that you are have uh, started this week, and based off of what you just said, I already forgot, but I had um, picked up something new uh, this past week that uh, other than one other time, I'd never picked up, but um, I picked up this week, just because it's different, um, two Mythic Legion figures, and they are, like, the giant figures, because, like, Mythic Legions are, like, six, seven-inch like barbarians, Vikings, skeletons, very like, I don't know. Imagine if He-Man was, I don't want to say mature, but like looked more realistic, maybe. Yeah. More realistic or not as cartoony. Maybe if He-Man was a horror film, you know? Exactly. Um, Well, and I've seen those before, you know, like on big bad and some of those other sites that more of the, it's more of a premium line, but, it's one of those things where there's so much happening nowadays. It's not that I don't want them. It's just like, yeah, I can't collect it all. But then I see them. I'm like, man, these are like really freaking cool. Oh yeah. And I, I can tell you, I'm not going to fall down the slope of why well, I need this. I need this. Like, yeah. Um, Cause that's when what I happens. work, I, trust me, I know. Yeah. Like I, I was working at galaxy con with Aaron from Roma collectibles and he had this giant, and he's like 18 inches. And like I looked at it, and I was like, man, that's a cool figure. And it's like, he's a, I, I guess his real name is like a half giant, or, but either way, he's like double the size. And he had like a He Man, like chest thing, and like these axes. I was like, man, that's just. <laughs> It, I know it's an action figure. I mean, that's just like a really cool display piece. And then he came with like an extra head that was like this bearded guy with these moose antlers, and he just looked cool. And I was like, you know what? Like, I I, I wanted to get one of each, so it was just like that's just cool. And they're gonna stand there, and I'm not gonna get any more of the big ones, but I may get like one more barbarian because on the package, those two guys are standing with a barbarian just to kind of like 
complete that package. But it, it was nice to, you know, like you said, like in a world of retros and Marvel Legends and Star Wars Black and, and G.I. Joe, it, it was like something different. And I think because of the size and the detail, and, and like I said, I, I'm not going to be jumping in, you know, head first or, or picking these up regularly, but it was nice to, like, man, that I, I've never bought one of these other than, like, I bought the He-Man Adamon years and years ago just because it was He-Man, but just still really cool, and I was excited to to get those, and you know, sorry to sidebar, but I, I guess I was just building off of, of what you were saying. It's like seeing the same thing over and over and over. It's like, I, I want to jump into something new just because. Yeah. And I think that's the point, though, right? Is like I, I always say, like with collecting, you have to kind of find your joy at times. And I'll tell you something that I saw the other day that did not make me joyful. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Someone in one of the groups I'm in shared a price tag. And I don't know if this is Canada or, or whatever, but it, it had a WWE Elite and it was marked at 2850 and then a you know an AEW figure marked at 2850. I don't even know if this is real. It could have been photoshopped, but man, I just I'm like I can't do that anymore. Like it's too much for you know when these were $20 a year ago. It's hard for me to even fathom like 25. Yes. Let alone 28. And so do you think that that's going to eventually just kill the collector market? Uh, I yes, I do because right now the last time I was at my Target, there were nine Farouks, nine Bradshaws, and they were on clearance for seventeen dollars. They hadn't got down to the super cheap ten dollars yet, but nobody's buying anything at this current price, which is why they're off the pegs, falling off the pegs, like like stacked below the pegs. Um, the quality hasn't changed enough to justify the price increase. Yeah. To me. No, I, so I, 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 I just, I, I think based off of last week's episode, they're just trying to, you know, we, we, they're, they're trying to milk the people that are paying, which is majority, you know, adults and like, well, They've got it. Well, let's get it because these are no longer meant for a kid mm-hmm. a, and a, you know, I, I know you don't have any kids, but like you used to be able to, when you got an allowance, get an action figure and a comic book and oh, yeah. some candy. Like, I, I don't know what the going rate is for allowance yet. Cause I haven't even fallen into that, but like, could you imagine being a kid and getting thirty dollars a week for an allowance? That's like hundred twenty bucks a month. That's, just, that's that, but that, you say that that sounds insane, right? It absolutely sounds insane. So, I know my grandparents on my dad's side gave me five dollars a month allowance. That was my allowance. And yeah, we got a dollar a dollar a week essentially. Yeah, um, five dollars a month, and that. And then my dad on occasion would give us, you know, an allowance. Normally it was like, hey, do some chores and I'll give you $5 at the end of the week. 
or yep. whatever whatever it might have been. But it certainly wasn't like an extreme amount of money. And not only that, and my mom was also like the type, like, hey, if you, you know, get a hundred on your spelling test, I'll give you two dollars. Like, oh, okay, yeah. you know, there were always incentives, yeah, like so, so to stuff, to do good. So stuff like that. But like, I and I and I'm sure you know this. To me, the action figure world where they were always about five dollars. So if I had ten dollars, that's two figures. Yes. Yes, and, then, and that's what you would go for. Right. And then whatever was left over was your your pop, your candy, uh, you know, if you wanted to get a snack or, you know, something like that. Right, and so... Your video rental, you know, let's talk like that. Right, and so I couldn't imagine... And not only that, like, I feel like a $5 toy, like if I'm at Walmart and I see a new Hasbro or an X-Men figure or whatever it might have been, I might have been able to talk my mom or dad into a $5 figure. Yes. Definitely could talk grandma and grandpa into it. I couldn't imagine walking up with a $30 action figure. I'm like, can I please get this? Like, to me, it's like, you know, like, you have to you have to shoot within your range, right? Like, mm-hmm. I could only imagine, like, walking up with, like, a G.I. Joe, like, like back in the, the 90s, like a G.I. Joe vehicle for like 30 bucks. Like, hey, can I get this? Like, no, they're not going to get No, it's like, come on. That's a Christmas right. gift. Like, if you want one figure, maybe. But like, so now that they are 30 bucks. But again, I, I did hear that a major like someone said, I think it was on the Toys That Made Us. They said they didn't make a lot of their money on the figures. A lot of their money came from the vehicles. Okay. Well, ve- vehicles at the time probably ranged from 10 to as much as you wanted to spend, right? I mean, you know. So I wonder if that's where the game changed, where it's like we're not making money on vehicles because we're not really selling those, but we can make money on the figures, and that's why they're 20 30 bucks now. That's a really good thought because, yeah, like you said, you had more, you had more figures than you had vehicles because the vehicles were for your special occasions, birthday, like... You know, there were times like if I had a surgery, I would get, you know, I got my um, tonsils taken out and I got a couple extra things. Like, that makes sense as to why, like, you know, you bought more figures or you got more figures and. Or some type of big item. Right. Not usually just a random one off, but. Um, well, there are times I, I can speak from personal experience. Like when if I if I've got the the kids and I'm going grocery shopping, that will be the only time I do not go down the toy aisle because yeah, you're spending I, a lot I'm of dropping money. I'm dropping fifty bucks, like twenty to twenty five for each of them, like, because a Barbie is you know you can get a Barbie with nothing. That's like eight to eleven bucks, but of course, like she's gonna want clothes. You know, exactly. Or well, I want Barbie with the puppy dog or the color change Barbie, and then Gavin's gonna want a Fortnite figure. Or um, so it, it just like a trip down the toy aisle is fifty bucks gone. Like, and I'm not saying. Trust me, if, if you guys see my my social media, my Facebook, my kids have plenty of toys. So it's not like they're never, 
they don't get told no very often, but they're also five and seven where when we were five and seven, it was a little bit easier to, you know, for $5 than it is 50 or, you know, you and your sister, $10, $12 instead of, you know, like I said, Jonathan and I at, you know, 50 instead of 10 to 12. I actually, now that you said that, I remember a couple of times, like my dad, like, all right, you can each get one thing. I'm like, okay. And then I got like a Hasbro. My sister wanted this Barbie. Well, her Barbie was like $12 or something, 10 or 11. And so I'm mm-hmm. like, well, can I get two figures? Okay. Yeah. You can get two since hers is this much. Like, so yeah, sometimes that math can help you, you know, but it is what it is sometimes. Um, it it's, it's definitely harder. Like to me, I think, I still think the toy companies are ultimately looking at third party companies and realize like, cause you think about it, think about like grapplers and gimmicks. The first figure is the Godfather. Essentially Mattel can make him. They have the rights to him. They could put him in the retro line. There's no way and they just don't, but why not? You know, like, like as much as it's cool that like, we got like Nikolai Volkov and stuff. It's like, where's the goon? The goon would be an amazing retro. Where's uh, the Zodiac? You know, some of these guys you have recently, Farouk Assad, you have made them as elites. Why aren't you making them as retros? It's like they don't want to spend the money on the tooling and stuff, I, I feel like. So they're just kind of going with guys that they basically have already have molds for with the exception of a few. But it's like, come on, give us give us fun stuff. You know, like that's what we want. I don't get it, man. It, I would I would have much rather had a um a, a Farouk Assad retro than Elite. Mm-hmm. Like, not that that's not that the Elite is bad, but like, yeah, I, I definitely would have liked to have him because now then you now you have Farouk and uh, Ahmed Johnson, absolutely, and then like. I would like that Domination was a- of Domination Farouk as a retro. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not really what they do for chases, but that would be amazing too. Well, I know a lot of people really like the Ultimates, like the WWE Ultimates, and I get it. They are great figures. And that Zeus and Rip 2-pack, was, um, it was incredible. But, like, dude, a Zeus and Rip retro 2-pack would have been insane as well, I think. Uh, I hope that that comes out, like, maybe we get a... A, a Rip and Zeus two pack, and then in the second two pack, maybe put um, Macho Man and like Sherry or Macho Man and like, Brutus, like yeah, Beefcake or somebody. Yeah, like kind of get the the Rip, but also get the the SummerSlam main event, mm-hmm. which would be kind of cool. Oh, I agree. I and think it'd be a lot of fun. Speaking of Ultimates, like. I think it's absolutely crazy of that how popular that line has gotten the past three years. Mm-hmm. Because when those first and series could, came I out, I wonder if that. Sorry to cut you off, but I wonder if that's also a reason like they're realizing, hey, we can charge more because people are paying it for these. Because I mean, granted, I think they're worth it, but it's a much more expensive line. Yeah, and at first nobody liked them. Well, they've got too you know too much. Like too much articulation and the box and this and like uh, 
who wants Ronda Rousey? And yeah, I get that. I think their first wave was the problem because you did WCW Ultimate Warrior, which was let's be yeah, honest. but that was that was so cool. I might be the only person that thinks that. No, it was. But that great. was the first time we got a Warrior or a WCW Warrior. It was great. Don't get me wrong. I liked it for sure. But it was like okay, like the jacket was great. But Ronda Rousey was like a really weird choice for a second figure. And yeah, and Series 2 didn't help either with Shinsuke and Brett. Like, I, mad respect to Shinsuke, but he he came out before a lot of other people should have. Right, and but now that they're 15, 16 waves deep, and it's like, ooh, that's, it's really a good, it's becoming a really good line, you know? And like with that Razor that's coming out, that's incredible. Yeah, the Razor is great, and that you can get the purple and the yellow. Like, there, I, I, I think that ultimates are, are, no pun intended, ultimately going to take over, um, from the elites, and I bet within the next, I'd say two years, basics will be gone, and it'll be elite and ultimate. You may be right. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, it's very interesting to see kind of the trends with figures and stuff like that because AEW has never done any type of quote-unquote basic line. It's all kind of been that $20 scale. And they seem to be doing well, so maybe that's just what people are accustomed to now. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, I will I will bring this up and kind of get your thoughts on everything. I, uh, I have fallen down another rabbit hole, uh, as as you well know. So I'm always kind of you know talking to my buddy and you know you and Hoker and my buddy Daniel Cross about stuff I kind of want to collect or stuff I might collect, so on, etc. And uh, I was talking about. Um, one of the things I was like kind of digging that I wanted to get back into were the G.I. Joe Street Fighter figures. Now, yes. we covered those in an earlier episode. Um, to kind of do a, a, a brief rundown of that, these were amazing for the time because Street Fighter 2 was easily the hottest arcade game at, at of the era, right? Uh, yes. Like... If it wasn't Street Fighter, it was Mortal Kombat, and it's only because Mortal Kombat had fatalities. And it came out a little bit later, but yeah, Street Fighter was huge. I remember walking down the toy aisle and then seeing that Blanca GI Joe, and I was just like, "What?" Like, and they were still, and they were like, because Hasbro shortly after did a Mortal Kombat line, but they were never with the GI Joe branding, right? The Street Fighters actually had GI Joe. A real American hero, all you know, all that on there, and they were kind of branded as you know GI Joe Street Fighter, and they had all the twelve characters, and that Blanca was just like I have to have this. So I remember getting like either I had money or I was able to talk my parents into getting that, but I got that Blanca that night, and it, I remember kind of like at the time not really getting like why is he wearing boots because Blanca was barefoot, right? You know, and it, it was like. I didn't get that they were basically just reused old rights and kind of, like you said, probably because we talked about it on the episode, they probably just sculpted new heads and reused all the old parts that they had, but still amazing. And I was like, I, these are so cool. I want all of them. Didn't get all of them, but had quite a few. Um, 
so anyway, I was like, I kind of want to get those. There's only 12. That's not like undoable. So I found a Blanca on eBay, picked it up. And, uh, this is where the rabbit hole gets deep, my friend. So I'm looking through, <clears throat> through all the different figures. <coughs> Excuse me. The one that got me was Balrog or Balrog. I, I think it was his name. The yeah. boxer. Well, I remember his GI Joe actually had boxing gloves. I did too. So looking at all the figures, I've never been a big stickler for accessories, but he's going to have to have his boxing gloves. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh geez. Like, cause the figure by itself, I wouldn't say it's expensive, but it's not like cheap necessarily either. And it's right there in that. Uh, I don't want to spend too much, but yeah. But then there's the gloves. I found a set of gloves on eBay that were almost the same price as the figure. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Well, then I start searching, and I come across a character named Big Boa. Yep. Who also had boxing gloves. And basically is exactly like Belrog. So I ended up buying Big Boa. And thinking, like, oh, that'll be cool. And, like, these kind of all go together. Like, I could get some of the G.I. Joe figures. And then, uh, next thing you know, I've ordered four figures. <laughs> uh, I ended up buying an eBay gift card with some Christmas money and basically spent uh, all of that on G.I. Joe's. But I got four coming. And I'm kind of pumped about it, man. Like, I haven't collected G.I. Joe since I was a kid. I had very few as a kid. And I'll explain that why here in just a second. But, um... I, I got uh, Blanca coming. I got Ryu. I've got a uh-huh. hooded Cobra Commander and uh, Big Boa all coming. Nice. Would uh, Would you like to know a, a little-known secret about Big Boa, the character? I think I know what it is, but please share. All right. So um, if you look back, uh, back in the Marvel comic books, they did these things called like Call of Order or Class of Order, basically like two or three issues of um, where it was basically like the file card on the back of your figure, and they put it in the comic with a little bit um, with a little bit more detail. Um, And uh, one of the spoilers in that comic was that they actually were going to make um, a Rocky Balboa figure, and he is in the comic. Um, well, and, they, didn't they use, and according to the toys that made us, they used that comic all, in a lot of ways to kind of sell the line, correct? Yes, yeah. So you had a Rocky Balboa in there, and he had a bow staff with those boxing gloves on each end of, like, the bow staff. Dude, how cool makes is that? no sense. It makes no sense, but it is super cool. But that to um, me is well, because I mean, with my research, I also found out they made a refrigerator Perry GI Joe. And he he was my first mail order figure. Yeah. Was I and I have that still to this day. Oh, amazing! It, it, like they're really fun. But like going back to what you're saying, like this is a super smart idea. But I for whatever reason it didn't work out. So yeah, please continue. 
Yeah, it, so they didn't get the license or didn't, um, something didn't work out. I don't know exactly what it was. Well, they had already started making this figure, so they just scrapped the Rocky Balboa head because, I mean, really how cool would it have been to have Ro- or Rocky um, as a figure? And so they scrapped it and then changed his head, giving him a helmet, and called him Big Boa because Cobra is a boa constrictor. Yep. But really, it's Boa from Rocky Balboa. I actually do remember. I think we've talked about that briefly, but it's been a while. But yeah, I I do remember that. I forgot that the character Big Boa was there. And so, long story long, I was able to get the boxing gloves. Now, his are a little bit different because I think they have the Cobra logo on them. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, but I'm like, hey, but that's at least now, because like, I can interchange these, right? I can take them off of him yeah. and put them on Balrog. So I don't have Balrog yet, but that's one of my ones I want to get. So um, it's definitely cool. And now, again, like I, we all look at toys so much differently now. Like as a kid, kind of bothered me that some of the guys were different than how they looked. Like I remember specifically Ryu and Ken did not at all look like how they did in the game. But now it's like, wow, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. It's interesting how that happens. Yeah. Once you realize like what they were going for, like I get it. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it doesn't bother you as much as it does, you know, when you're, when you want, you know, cartoon accurate figures. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting. It's kind of like, as a kid, I'd always bothered me that Rowdy Roddy Piper had his kilt and shirt on or that Honky Tonk Man had his jumpsuit on. But if you think about it, Piper just wearing the blue trunks and like the kind of the dark red boots or Honky Tonk Man just wearing like, you know, pants, you know, with the musical notes on them, not really as like toyetic, quote unquote, as what they came out with. So I get it, right? Like that's kind of part of the fun. Of it being a toy. And that's why we have a, a, a newfound respect for these toys now. And when we can go back and like, it doesn't bug me as much. But now I want these because look how cool they are. Yeah. So I'm also going to uh, tell you a little secret here. I am currently on eBay and I have 51 seconds left on a possible... Um, Sergeant Slaughter. Uh oh. Yeah, so I'm gonna put in a bid here, and I got 38 seconds, and I'm hoping because I've been out. This bid, is, but this is riveting audio right now. Yeah, like I'm gonna bid. I'm gonna bid. I'm gonna bid. I'm gonna see what happens. I'm putting in my bid. 27 seconds left. I am the highest bidder. Do you think I'll get it? 23 seconds. Uh-oh. Why be the proud owner of a new Sergeant Slaughter? Oh, he just bid. Again, he's going to beat me. No! <laughs> Don't do it! <laughs> I'm putting in another bid. Oh. Oh, man, he went up too. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Oh, I still got it. I still got it. Let's see. It's. It, I got the circle of doom. Did I win? Did I get Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> 
Oh man. Uh, <laughs> <It's> still, <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not win. <laughs> you got outbid? I got outbid. I didn't oh. oh man. I think I could get it cheaper anyway, but that was fun. <laughs> this <laughs> item got away. Damn you. <laughs> uh, that circle of doom is the worst where it's like the light gray circle as it's like circling clockwise, like, did I win? Did I win? Did I win? Why didn't I win? Right, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, dang. And it was actually kind of, it was more than I was wanting to spend, but I thought, uh, I'm going to beat this guy just to show him up. But, you know, <laughs> it happens. Uh, oh, man. So, yeah. You should uh, collect your flag points and send it in next time. Exactly, yeah. See, dude, if I had a time machine, I, I mean, as far as, like, trying to win the lottery or anything, no, nah, I'm just going to go look at the old toys. You know what I mean? Like, Yep. Go to Children's Palace, Toys R Us, Hills. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, KB Toys. Yep. I would do the same. Oh, man. It would be, it'd be so much fun. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to uh, to touch on before we dive into our main event? Let's get into the main event. Let's do it. All right, Travis, we are back here on episode 80 to dive into Jack's Bone Crunching Action Series 4, a.k.a. The Bad Boys. Oddly enough, finding a checklist of this was kind of hard because this wasn't like with all the other uh, BCA figures because um, it's called Bad Boys, which is kind of like its own like subline, but also still part of it. It was kind of weird how they did this back in the day. Yeah, it was the first one where they, like you said, they gave it a subtitle, yeah. essentially. Like, you know, yes, it was BCA Series 4, but they changed the packaging. Um, I like this. They changed the packaging twice, actually. Like, with this. Um, I liked it a lot better. They had... Oh, I did, too. And, like, if I recall, the first release of these had the... They weren't on the square. They were actually like cut, uh, like the and then the the bubble kept popping off. So they had to like make it put it like print them on those square square backs instead of the like cut out of around the brick design. Interesting. I did not know that, but. You know, like I, we were saying at the top of the show, BCA's kind of hit at a weird time where. We all wanted wrestling figures. I think the only other thing on the market is WCW had the uh, LJN style, like OFST. Yeah, the, yep. And those certainly didn't, they didn't hit for me, and I, I don't think anyone else was hugely into them. I think they were okay for what they were, but they weren't anything special. So these were, like, pretty fun. And... Once they got the quality control where it needed to be and, like, the figures were actually good, I was all in. Like, I, I had a couple of bad experiences early on, but after they got better, man, they really got better. Yeah, you didn't have a a windmill joint, I guess is the best way to put it, where once you lifted the arm, it just spun and spun and spun and spun and spun. I will say I, I couldn't imagine trying to display these. Like, I don't know how these would stand up ever. Uh, they couldn't, even when they were like fresh out of the package, they could never stand up. Yeah. Like just the way that where the joints were, or, uh, 
I don't know. Just, it, it's weird. What did you think about the fact that they had a soft rubber head, rubber arms, rubber legs, but a, a hard plastic torso? I really liked them. Because uh, as a kid, I wasn't a Hasbro fan. I had them, but I didn't like you. I was like, "There, it's a hard plastic," and being able to, like, I always felt like I could put a guy in a sleeper hold with this, mm-hmm. or we could almost like, do a sharpshooter with Brett. Yeah, or like the Boston Crab, or something like, um. You know, Shamrock's ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I thought it was cool. Um, you could actually bend them over at the waist and do a backdrop or something. Yes. Yeah, you could do more realistic wrestling moves than you could with a Hasbro. And because of that, um, the, uh, it, I, I thought it was cool that, you had that articulation, but they always went back. So it wasn't the elbow joint necessarily of like a GI Joe or a Marvel legends. It was hidden. Um, and I respect what they were trying to do, but now looking back at these figures are, they all like get sticky and tacky because that soft plastic is like deteriorating 20 some odd years later. Well, and I also wonder if you bought a new, I don't say new, a vintage figure that's been in the package for what, 20, 30 years, like how would it feel when you opened it up? Would it be gooey and sticky? I don't know, but I, I think you have a, even not knowingly invented a, a quick segment for a future episode opening it, because it's not like a BCA is a ton of money. Right. Like... I think I'm going to go look for a carded BCA just to open it up and see how it is and test. Yeah. Well, and and it might be one of those things where it got better over time. I don't know, but yeah, like these, I kind of wonder that like as a reason it makes me think of that. So I was at the, uh, one of the vintage toy stores the other day, had my nephew with me, traded in some stuff and he got a power Rangers watch that, that had been made in the nineties. And it kind of looked like the morpher, the, the and then you open it up and it's like a watch. Yeah, and he thought it was really cool. It was like ten dollars or something, so no big deal. But the watch band, which was a rubber watch band, was gooey. Ew. Now ran some soap and water on it, and it was fine. But it was just one of those things. Like, did it just kind of naturally sweat in there because it's been in there since like nineteen ninety three, or or Pop. what? You know, I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. It's just one of those things, like because it looked fine in the package, but you take it out and you're. And he was like, "This is sticky," and I'm like, "It's sticky," and so, um, you know, I I actually was at a gas station anyway, so I we walked into the bathroom and washed it off in the sink there, and it it, it felt fine after, but it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, well, that's interesting, you know, it's not at all what you expect. Right, and it could be, like, dust, and it's gone from hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, complete climate changes. It's tough to say what, Yeah, I mean. And it could have been in an attic for 30 years, like some of my stuff. 
Exactly. Like, like some of my Hasbros had a sticky feel to them because they were up in an attic for 20 or 30 years. But I understood that because they were, you know, in an attic. You know, really hot summers, really cold winters. Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they were still, like, like in somewhat decent shape was more amazing to me, honestly. Yeah, because it wasn't climate controlled. You go from one extreme to another. And right. there was some deterioration because it's not like it's sitting in your bedroom right, for exactly. the last 20 some odd years. For sure. So I, I, I definitely kind of wonder that if some of these uh, hold up quality wise, but we're going to go through the bad boys waves again. They were called this because all heels in this line. Yes. And all new figures with the exception of one. Correct. So we'll start off here at the top. Uh, probably the figure that solidified this line as a success, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, all these are also packaged with a display base, which kind of goes to the fact that they knew that these couldn't be displayed. So smart on their part to kind of make a, a way to display them. Um, Austin is in his classic black trunks. I remember he had he had stars on his boots, which were kind of yep. like from the Hollywood blonde days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, like, I mean, I know Austin's a simple, simplistic figure because it's like, you know, it's just Steve Austin, but I love this one, man. I do too. And what's funny about this is as awesome a figure and arguably the greatest bone cruncher of all time, um, Austin never wore elbow pads, but we didn't care. No, he also had really tall wrist tape, which he also didn't wear. But again, right. And he usually wore black wrist tape, especially in this era, but it didn't matter to me. Yeah, you, you didn't care because, holy cow, you had a stone cold figure. Like, this was the one that everybody wanted. Like, this is uh, the equivalent of the LOD mm-hmm. uh, bone crunchers. Like, you had to have. Stone Cold. You know what? I'm actually looking through. Every guy in this line has elbow pads, and I'm almost positive none of them wear elbow pads. Ooh, good call. So that's a weird one I never thought about with Jax. Maybe that's what that that's what they did. I don't know. They just wanted to protect. You know what? I know. I just made a joke, but. I bet that putting that extra elbow pad was that extra soft plastic around those bone crunching joints where it didn't wouldn't pop out. Oh, that could be. Yeah, because you think about it, almost every guy that came out had elbow pads on them. I mean, not all of them, but most of them did. Also, what's funny is we're going to get Jax will then later make. Uh, Titantron live figures and classic figures that should have elbow pads and, <laughs> and knee pads and did not make them. Oh, and you want the the elbow pads didn't bother me as much because those were kind of hard to keep on anyway. But when a guy didn't have knee pads, it just looks so weird to me. Especially like Triple H, who's like really tall, and it's like, what the hell? Like, how does he not have knee pads on? That just does not look right at all. Or Rob Van Dam with regular boots and no knee pads. Yeah. Oh, that's so bad. So, But you a- still needed that Rob Van Dam figure. Well, and what's weird is, like, when they switched to that and, like, they did the real knee pads, uh, that was, like, the Titantron Live era. It's like, oh, okay, but 
these BCAs were working. We were fine with this. Just keep doing this. Like, we don't need anything new. But you reinvented it, and now you're doing terrible quality. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I, it's crazy. It really is. Um, next up in Series 4, we have Farouk, leader of the Nation of Domination. Uh, another great figure. He's got his hat on, and of course, his display base, his classic nation gear. Um, amazing figure, but a little disappointing we never saw Farouk Assad. I would have much rather had Farouk Assad instead of Nation Farouk. Personally. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, number three, we have Triple H, Hunter, Hurst Helmsley. He's in his like uh, riding pants that he always wore with the belt. Um, again, he has elbow pads. Triple H doesn't wear elbow pads, or he didn't in this era. And he's got his ponytail. I remember... Um, this is actually a pretty fun figure because his arms were in a way where you could actually do a pedigree pretty well. Yes, he was very similar to the Ahmed Johnson, mm-hmm. like uh, those hook under like an uppercut arm to where you could do the pedigree. And yeah, uh, first Triple H figure as well right. uh, on top of your first Stone Cold and and Farouk, like your Greenwich snob. Uh, Triple H, um, and he could do the job to your Series Two Ultimate or Series One Ultimate Warrior. Uh, it was series no two Series Ultimate Two, Warrior. yeah, Series Two Ultimate Warrior, yeah, definitely. Well, and Farouk actually had his arms were bent so he could very easily do the Dominator, and Ooh, yeah, which is a cool move. And Austin, you know, the Stunner, you kind of had to work with a little bit, but he could do it. Um, that was something that I I liked about these figures is that. Although they didn't have a ton of articulation, the fact that they could move their arms and legs around, they could somewhat do the moves that they were supposed to be doing. And Austin could actually, like, because of the leg joints, land on his butt for the stunner. Exactly. Yeah, and and throw his leg up for the kick. Yep. Uh, Number four in the wave, this was kind of a fun one. Jerry the King Lawler actually comes with his... uh, the red and black gear, the red pants and the black singlet top, which this is to me classic Lawler. This is what I remember him in the most. Um, he's got the display stand like the others and a removable crown. Really cool figure. Really odd considering he was a Raw announcer um, at the time with JR. So he, he other than... Uh, Vader, spoilers, because he was a re-release. He was the one where it just didn't make sense to me, really. Like, why do I need a wrestling Jerry Lawler when he's doing commentary now? Because this is well past, like, Brett and his feud. Um, yeah, he wasn't... I think most of the fans in the Sarah probably wouldn't even know him as a wrestler. Uh, I, I didn't know who Lawler was because uh, I didn't know about Memphis until well into my teenage years. So, um, great figure. Uh, glad that he came with the crown, but it was very odd. Oddly enough, you mentioned debut figures. This is Steve Austin's first ever figure, Triple H's first ever figure, and I think it's actually Jerry Lawler's first ever figure. Which is crazy I, to think, but he spent so long in Memphis, he never had a Hasbro. Which he yeah, he never in. was in like NWA or WWF because of yeah, wow. And I think uh, this is only 
Ron Simmons second figure because he had a galoob. No, no, he had a galoob. He had one of the Bendem galoob, like Bendem, like tall Bendems that they made. And, oh yeah, that's right. Which came out around the same time as the Galoobs. I think that was it, though. I think that's the only two figures he had. Uh, and this isn't a Ron Simmons figure. This is a Farouk figure. It's a first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. And so, um, into the next figure, uh, Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Now, this one is a shocker to me because I think... This is going to sound funny, but I thought Justin Hawk Bradshaw was like a job guy at this time because I only saw him on like Saturday morning shows. And so to see him have a figure, it's like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't know what job guys were, but I kind of looked at him as a job guy. Yeah, he definitely was not of the caliber of the rest of the figures because he like... I don't think it was Clarence Mason. No, he had uh, Zebekiah uh, Dutch Mantel. Ze- yeah, and he just was a dude, yeah. a wrestling cowboy. He like, was like the, I think he was there. I remember Jim Cornette mentioned back in like ninety six, ninety seven. He was tasked with bringing guys in to put over the stars. Yes, and that's when like uh, Nightheart came in as who and. What's his face became the goon, and and all these guys came in as like different, like Teal Hopper, and you know all these gimmicky guys came in because uh, they couldn't do they wouldn't do squash matches hardly anymore. They needed yeah like name talent, name talent. The idea he said was to put these guys on TV, give them some wins, but have them put over the big stars, which yep. made sense. And I think that's where Bradshaw came in, but I think he was able to keep a job for himself, which was good on him. Yeah, and he. Became JBL, as we would later know him as. Absolutely. WWE champion at one point. Um, So he's in his red trunks, his uh, brown uh, chaps and vest. Two accessories, a cowboy hat and a bull robe. So they kind of went all out with this figure. Pretty cool. Yeah. It could. I forget. Is this the Bradshaw you could take the hat off? Yes. Okay. Because I know. The it was the new blackjacks that couldn't. So yeah, actually, it's actually displayed over on the side, so you could put it on him. Yeah, but I remember when I had the blackjacks, that kind of irritated me that their hats didn't even come off. It's like what the crap, you know? Like why? <laughs> They're not wrestling in their hats. <laughs> exactly. And uh, rounding out series four, the bad boys, Vader, who is a re-release of series two. But uh, you know what? I I've always said I actually didn't mind when they threw in a re-release in here or there. Because that meant that was one less figure I had to buy at that for that current wave. And with five brand new characters, I don't think that that was a bad thing. No. Um, and I will say this. I had this Vader because this, like you were saying, the quality control was a little better. So this Vader actually had tighter joints than my mm-hmm. Series 2 Vader did. Like his leg wasn't half falling off at the time. Which it, which is good, you know, that, that way they were able to kind of rectify some of those bad joints. But overall, this was a great wave. Um, all really good figures. Jax is killing it at this point. And uh, we're kind of going to go through. Uh, real quick, our good friend of the show, Ethan Chambers, picked this line out of possible choices of uh, Jax, BCA, 
Series 4, The Bad Boys, Hasbro, Series 2, AWA, Matt Mania, and LJN, Series 2. So it's a pretty fun competition, but you know, as, as you all know, we like to do a wrestling-based episode about every every five episodes or so. But we're going to kind of change it up. We're still going to do some fan picks, but we're going to kind of do that every other week just so that we can hopefully get a little bit better recording schedule. We can kind of make sure we keep episodes coming. With the holiday, it kind of threw us off a little bit. But So next week, we're going to change it up a bit. I'm going to go. We're going to go old school. I'm going to give Travis four possible topics, and we'll let him choose of those four topics, and that will be what the main event for episode 81 is going to be. So... Travis, are you ready for your choices? I am ready. All right. So this is going to be an interesting uh, lineup here. So choice number one, Masters of the Universe Series 2. Choice number two, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero Series 2. Choice number three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Series 3. And finally, to really throw a curveball at you, Beanie Babies. Well, I know what I'm going to pick, and um, it's going to be a shocker, but I am picking Beanie Babies for episode 81. Interesting. Why? Why Beanie Babies? What makes you go with Beanie Babies? I like you were saying at the beginning of the uh, episode. We talk about all toys, uh, and I think some of the the more fun episodes that we've had are Pogs and uh, Viewmaster and Guess Who and uh, just because it's so we've random. had yeah, and we've had. Um, Beanie Babies as a choice two or three times, and I think it's finally time that that Beanie Babies get their uh, due cause or just cause, and and we we do Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies will be coming up as a main event. This is going to be an incredibly weird deep dive because these were a fixture of pop culture for a couple of years. But as almost as interestingly as it came about, it kind of died, right? So, I mean, uh, this it, is a collection people thought they were going to send their kids to college on their Beanie Baby collection. This is yes. true. If you did, yeah, it that, is. Like you, it's hard to even people, understand. People died over Beanie Babies, shot, like trampled. This is like UPS trucks uh, were actually like. Stalked. Yeah. It was horrible. Like, and, and, and then not only that, like every company, because they even made WWF Attitude Bears, if you remember. Like, that was everyone was trying to capitalize on Beanie Baby Mania. Because they were cheap to make, and if it's popular, let's cash in on it. Mm-hmm. Which I get, but yeah. Definitely was a, an interesting thing. So it'll be fun to t- touch on that because absolutely a uh, a huge craze of the mid to late 90s. I I cannot wait. Yeah, that will be that will be great to dive into uh to Beanie Babies. Um 
we'll go ahead and do some shout outs this week. We're not going super long. We, we're not doing that every week. And mostly it's just because our, our shows are becoming rather long at times. And so we don't want to keep it any longer than we have to. But of course, I want to shout out our buddies over at uh, Doing the Favor. Um, pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim at a chair shot. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Tots with our pal Al Day and his buddy. And then, of course, uh, our friend Jason Wolf and Howlin' with the Wolf. And, of course, his amazing chop shop. In fact, uh, Wolf's been putting out an amazing um, line of figures. Almost seems like almost daily he's posting a bunch of new stuff. A lot of new new ideas, new designs. It's really cool to see everything he's doing over on the chop shop. I I agree. I am a, a big fan. I've got a couple things working with him. Uh, yes, you do. That I, I'm excited to uh, see see the finished product of. So go check him out. Uh, love his podcast. He's not afraid to tell you what he thinks. He's very unapologetic, outspoken. Uh, check him out. Uh, as well as the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Our Thursday tag team partners, uh, Drew and Caitlin Vinsel with Tales from the Estate. I remembered the name of the podcast this time. and Congratulations. Didn't, you know, I, I may be old, but I, I don't feel so old today. Uh, as well as uh, Star Joe's with... Uh, Ryan and uh, Chuck and Grub and John, uh, as well as, uh, finally, the Open Your Toys podcast uh, with Rock. Uh, check out all of our uh, podcasting buddies. Uh, we know you've heard it, but, uh, you know, it's a new year. Listen to something new. Check something out. For sure. And, uh, I, you know, I think with podcasts, there's times, there's been times for me, especially this last year where I just kind of was like burned down on listening to stuff and it's not even a knock on anyone else other than I honestly just was not taking the time to listen and I kind of fell behind, but I'm starting to catch up now. And, you know, I, am a big believer in finding your joy. If, uh, like I, you know, I've talked to people before that are they watch shows and they just complain about them. I'm like, dude, don't watch it. Like, I mean, we have minimal spare time most of the times. Like, if you're not finding joy in something, don't do it. You know, that's that's always my thought. I'm not a huge WWE fan these days, so I don't even try to watch anymore. You know, like I will watch the Royal Rumble because that's my favorite pay per view of the year. But I, you know, I'm just not going to put myself through something I don't enjoy. And I think it's sometimes just that simple. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree and and feel the same way. Like, uh, there's too much stuff that needs to be done, and if you're not enjoying it, don't don't waste your time. Do something that that you will like. Uh, yes, hundred percent agree. Next week will be Beanie Babies. I'm very excited to dive into that. That's going to be such a fun episode. Um, holy crap, I can't wait. Um, thank you guys for checking out the TV Toycast. Uh, real quick, we are on T Public now. If you have not heard, um, a couple of our designs are up there, and uh, T Public runs sales pretty regularly. I think they have a sale coming up like January 11th. I think I got an email on, so everything in our store will be discounted by like 40%. So it's a good sale. And awesome. Uh, in fact, I also uh, I do believe we have a new T-shirt design coming in from uh, Mr. Jason Wolf soon. So that will be uh, coming up on our uh, T Public store. Um, 
we uh, we're kind of jumping around t-shirt stores. I don't want to dive too deep into it, other than um, we were on Water Maneuver, and I think they did a good job. But I hate having to pay money every time I upload a shirt. Uh, that just right. that sucked. I was not a fan of that. And uh, considering you have to sell three or four to even turn a profit, kind of sucked. I thought so. I was not a fan of that. Went to another place and they did well, it seemed, but uh, the turnaround was rather slow. And uh, T Public, you don't make as much money on them, but you know you can upload a shirt and it's there and you know, just a couple of minutes. So I think that that's a cool thing. So I think that's where we're going to stay at least for now. And, uh, and not only that, you can buy a lot of different stuff. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, I think refrigerator magnets, all kinds of stuff. So it's really cool. Get a refrigerator magnet. Every time you go get something to drink, remind yourself to stay well hydrated on your, uh, your, your figure hunts. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast. And we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.